Time. It's ghosticles time. It's no. mostly toasty, mostly ghostly, mostly ghosty, ho- toasty, hosty. Right, I'm it, not as toasty it, is, as I would we like having, to be. Time. Are we having that kind of week? Should I start singing it like Tom Waits? It's yes. ghosticles time. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. That hurts. It's one of those weeks. <laughs> yes. We were doing so well, and then, oh, 2020 goes, remember me? Yeah. It's like, remember that time you didn't have any energy and couldn't accomplish anything? We're going to revisit that this week. Won't it be fun? Remember that time you tried to cut out Benadryl from your daily regimen just so you could be healthier, and your body goes, but I like bad things. But what about Uh, my favorites? (laughs) Yeah, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, like, I, I, I sat down the other day and realized... I've been taking Benadryl to help me sleep for eight years. I should probably have done some basic research before committing to that. So I was like, oh, yeah, long-term effects of Benadryl use aren't good in the long run, especially if you have a family history of, like, dementia or Alzheimer's. I'm like, oh, I should stop. Yeah. And so now, and so what I didn't realize, I'd taken it to help sleep, you know, because it's a good, it's a, I shouldn't say a good sleep, it's an effective uh, sleep aid and supposedly non-habit forming, which is a lie. Anything is habit forming. Anything that helps you do may anything not be, is habit It may not forming. be chemically addictive, but my body is like, but we're going to love it anyway. And so I was like, I should cut that out. And so now, like, I've been struggling to try to sleep because I realized, wow, I have, yeah, I, I guess I'm, my body's like, but so you don't want to sleep anymore. Okay, got it. My body's a dick. My body's an asshole. Yeah. Just really hateful <sighs> right now. I don't have a problem. We use melatonin gummies. Oh, and that's what I should. Upon, I should yeah, try those. Yeah, depending upon the brand, uh, depends on their strength. So sometimes you can have one and be, you know, okay. So you have mm-hmm. two, but then you cannot function in the next, you know, the next morning because the melatonin yeah. is still like I'm with you. <laughs> but I found like just one little gummy will will help. Mm. Um, I still have my dreams. So I know I'm still dreaming. Mm-hmm. This morning I woke up uh, in a dream, and I don't need to get into it, but I will tell you that Haley Joel Osment was murdered right before the dream ended, and I woke up thinking, yeah, that seems right. Like in this movie, <laughs> he's not going to live. Oh. It's not the characters he plays. He doesn't play characters that are going to live in a violent situation. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I think the reason <laughs> I had that dream is because we started wa- watching The Outsider on HBO. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's so far so good. We were only yeah. a couple of episodes into it. But then we also started watching, and there's only one episode right now, and I'm going to forget the name of it because I always <laughs> forget his name. But in Borderlands, your Hammerlock's love story, mm-hmm. they go to get married in this land that's based off of the writer, Octopus monsters uh, uh, lovecraft hp lovecraft. lovecraft yeah yeah thank you it's love it's called love lovecraft country and it is ah, so fucking good and that's one episode okay it's, and it's yeah so now that i'm done with perry mason and now that i'm done with i'll i'll be or i'll, I'll be alone in the dark or whatever it is you'll be alone in the whatever it is wait okay this is a strange question but but i'm going right. somewhere with this is the cast predominantly people of color Yes. That's fucking awesome. And I love that because H.P. Lovecraft was a racist piece of shit. Racist. And they talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I it's, love that. I mean, and it t- and be, the first episode I hope really he's rolling deals. in his dusty fucking yeah. tentacle wrapped grave. <laughs> and it's the 1950s. So you get a view of what it was really like. 
back then. But mm. then also there are these moments where you're like, nothing has fucking changed. Oh, so it's yeah, it's true. so good. And then but then there's this total sci-fi element onto it, and it's. God, it's so good. I was just mad at the end that there's only one episode. I was like, what have we fucking done? There's only one episode. Why am I waiting waited. for one episode? What is this, the 90s? I know. I have to I wait know. a week. But now we're kind of like, we have something to look forward to when the next episode comes out. So That's yeah, sweet. Lovecraft awesome. Country is fucking amazing. Of oh, course, Perry Mason. Okay, I'm going to check and it out. I'll Be Alone in the Dark are also really good. But then we started yeah. watching, what did, I, what did I just say? The Outsider, mm. which is also fantastic. So oh, we're we about. yeah we're gonna probably binge that. We are we've been revisiting Doctor Who lately because Brandon hasn't seen a lot of them, and so I'm kind of curating the experience for Brandon and our roommate Devin, who's never seen any either. And he's like, "Oh, my brother's really into that. I should watch more, so we have more to talk about." And I'm like, "Let me just show you the good episodes." Uh, turns out <laughs> there's there's the, there's a handful of really powerful episodes, but once you've seen those episodes, it's kind of hard, in my opinion, to watch the rest of the series because it's like, "Oh, that episode is okay." But so this what's your episode, favorite episode? Uh, I don't have a favorite. I have I have several yeah. that I think are the best examples of the writing. It depends. Like I think each each season or each doctor has their yeah. really strong episodes. And um, let's see. What are cr- your favorite tenant episodes? Uh, my favorite tenant episodes are uh, the two parter, the the. Uh, um, uh, Human Nature and Family of Blood, which is brilliant. Uh, I love The Girl in the Fireplace. Uh, is that the one is with... Um, Marie Antoinette, or uh, 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 no, Madame, uh, Madame de Pompadour. Yes, that's one of my favorites, yeah, for yeah, sure. She, I love yeah, that one. Yeah, it's so, so good. And uh, written by and Stephen also, Moffat, who would write yeah, many of my it. favorite episodes from the series. And... Um, what else? There's there's a bunch of others. I, I also like... Uh, it's not... It's Blink. not the... That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Blink. Uh, Blink is phenomenal. It's it's That's probably the starter one, it, episode, right? That's what yeah, you show people is, to start that, them. It, yeah, the it's it's the gateway episode. Which yeah, is, it's yeah, it's fun. a good one for that. Uh, Midnight is a fucking amazing tenant episode like it's yeah. that's probably one of my favorite just one-offs it doesn't lead anywhere it's not part of the larger sort of myth- mythos of the doctor who universe so far it's just a total one-off yeah. uh and and those those episodes of who which is the bulk of them are kind of hit or miss but man midnight is probably the best example of a kind of one-off you know story yeah. that's Side. just like whole, it's so yeah. fucking good and it's just so brilliantly brilliantly acted like they had to do some really crazy shit in that episode the actors did and so mad respect um and then, it, like, so every doc, uh, for Chris Eccleston, the, the, the ninth doctor, the first yeah. of the new uh, troupe, he, uh, I love uh, uh, The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances. That's a two-parter. That's really good. It's also the introduction of Captain Jack. And yes. so it's notable for that. And any any episode that Captain Jack in is super fun because I love that character right. and I love John Barrowman. And yeah, that is, that's John Barrowman. Captain Jack just is John Barrowman. Just is. Yeah, Captain, Captain Jack is a slightly watered-down version. Right, except Tamer. Yes, genre. I was yeah. going to say that. Yeah, Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a family show. Um, yeah, yeah. But he's a delightful human being in real life. He's so much fun. Uh, and then there's, you know, Matt Smith is probably my favorite era of, of New Who, so he's got the yeah. most episodes that I love. Uh, but I think my favorite companion of the new doctors uh, is Donna, because uh, Catherine Tate, I Ugh. fucking worship the ground she walks yeah. on anyway, and she's 100%. so wonderful. It was also after Rose and Martha, it, she was a nice change of pace from the typical doctor companion dynamic. She was, uh, right. she was, although more... I liked Martha, I thought it was nice. Oh, I loved, Mar- I, I loved, yeah. I loved Martha too, and I love Rose, but Strong. they decided yeah. to abandon the whole I'm in love with the doctor thing, which was getting kind of old at that point, you know, and it was, yes. they decided to go more classic who and give us a, 
a companion that was more like uh, there to kind of keep the doctor anchored in reality and be like, hey, remember, I'm human and you need to stop being a dick. Um, yeah, and, That's, and she's and, my favorite. And yeah, I and she grows so much as a companion. Yes. Like she starts out such a Karen. And by the end, it's like she's uh, by the end, she's basically like the doctor. Yeah, and it's right. just it's such a wonderful transformation. And uh, Bernard Cribbins uh, or Cribbin, rather, who played Donna's grandfather is not only just a wonderful human being, but he's like her grandfather is probably one of it's probably my favorite character in the entire yeah. series. He's I so good. I fucking love him. I'll tell you, that was the one time I really got uh, overwhelmed uh-huh. was when Catherine Tate, when we were at a convention and John oh. Barrowman, it was like one of her first convention. And so he was like, she was peeking out the, the curtain and I was in there getting some water or whatever. And then I was like, fuck, that's Catherine Tate. She's right there. She's right there. And I've never really had that reaction. Uh, only one other time. And it was been, uh, it was with um, Harry Connick Jr. And he was oh, at this bar oh, I was at. And I was like, oh that my guy God, looks I would just lose like Harry Connick. Shit. Fuck, that's Harry Connick Jr. I would lose my shit. I love Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking hero he, of mine. And the, yeah, we were there for like, there was like a play thing. And so we were at this bar and he was there. And like, we all like, he looked at us and did like a cheers to us with his glass, and we all did a cheers to him. And I was like, "Fuck!" But it was crazy. But then with Catherine Tate, though specifically, I was like trying to like breathe because I mean I have looked up to her as a woman in comedy like oh, God. for a while, like a long a ass time. She's an absolute genius. Oh, she really is, and just she's really lovely. And mm-hmm. so they were talking about it, like what what's going to happen and all this stuff, and then. Um, he left and she was with probably her manager or something like that. And we were going out and the manager opened the curtain. Like as we were leaving, uh, I was just kind of in the background and he was like, oh, you go ahead. And I was like, oh, oh, no, you go ahead. And Catherine Tate looked at me. And she's like, no, no, go. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I think I maybe screamed in her face. I don't know. It was horrible. But, you know, I've, we've seen her plenty of times and we always kind of keep yeah. our distance and giggle in the yeah. background. But one of my favorite too, memories I'm at too a much convention of a with you uh-huh. is when... Uh, it was Catherine Tate and what's her name? Um, the other uh, companion for Matt Smith's. Um, oh, a- uh, Amy Pond. Uh, Amy, Karen, yeah, Karen, Amy, uh, Karen Gillian. Yeah, Karen Gillian. They like met and they apparently hadn't seen each other in a while uh-huh. in the green room at a convention and they just hugged each other. And yep. and I looked at Michael and I was, and just, I was like, are I was, you dying? And he's like, I'm dying. <laughs> like I'm dying whispered, I'm dying. I'm dying. It was really great. I, we just sat there watching like fucking idiots. <laughs> I've never, so I've only got to meet one doctor and uh, mm. cause I'd lose my mind if I met like any of the, any of the doctors, um, you know, that are the current doctors, but I did meet, I got to meet Paul McGann, who played the eighth doctor, who only appeared in the film and a brief short film that was kind of like a preamble to the 50th anniversary episode, the the Doctor of War or the Time of the Doctor. And, um, and he, he's such a wonderful human being, but arguably he's played the doctor the longest because he did years and years and years worth of big finish audios as the eighth oh, doctor. Oh, that's right. So that's right. I felt really connected to him because not only was he a wonderful doctor, but he more or less like, you know, he's, his relationship to the role is, is one of a voice actor. So I, when I met him, I told him that and he was just kind of like, Oh, thank you so much. And he was, and he's a gorgeous man. Oh my God. He's so, he's so beautiful, Jamie. He's so beautiful. Um, and he was lovely and, and it was funny. So as we were talking, he said to me, it's like, Oh, these conventions are so, so weird, aren't they? It's like tomorrow it'll all have been a dream. And I'm like, I'm stealing that. 
for my fans. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to meet him. I haven't met any other doctors yet. Was that but... in Was that in Liverpool? Uh, no, no, no. This was uh, This was in Florida several years ago. It's back in God, okay. probably 2011 or you 12. You met someone or else in Florida that like. I met, I met I met uh, I met uh, uh, Alex Kingston, River Song. That's who I was. Yeah, and I got yes, to yes. I got to spend some time with her. Because no, we... no, no. It was a guy. It was an older man. Older man. Who did I meet? And they like ushered you to him, and he had an autograph line. But you guys sat there talking for a while. Oh, in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yes, in Liverpool. That was Brian Blessed, yes. uh, who's a hero of mine. Uh, he's done a lot of Shakespeare, but he was also like in Flash Gordon as like the hawk, the the, the, yeah. the king of the hawkmen. And but he's also he's been a voice actor. He's one of my. He's just a great personality. And getting to yes. meet him and like not only meet him but sit there and talk to him and like have I know. him like it was adorable. It was hilarious. Uh, just I love not you know I love me being. Able to meet like one of the coolest things for us as you know being able to go to conventions is that we're fucking nerds too and so yeah. it's really nice to yes. get to meet some of these people yeah. and you know <laughs> go oh back God. and tell my parents that um <laughs> jordy said that them naming my brother jean-luc was after captain picard no matter what they say and you know there's like <laughs> moments like that that you get to have that we wouldn't have if we weren't going to these conventions so yeah. i love those moments where i get yeah to we meet, were to, like, some, we were together when we uh, you and i were together when we got to meet uh, uh lavar burton for the first time and he yes. was he was lovely yeah um, so yeah. but i also love like whenever you or other friends get to meet someone that's really important to them that's always really fun to just watch yeah. happen yeah. I love it. <laughs> but we should probably read stories. We should probably, yeah, sorry, Those guys, are sorry. our we're stories. They're not haunted. Yeah. They're just random stories. I'm haunted but... by, like, oh, it's so nice to meet real celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me get started. And we get um, to totally pretend like we belong. We're like, we're here, too. We're guesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know who I think have I you ever, am. Have you ever so. lied and just said you were staff, just to not have to explain what you do? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, um, it, it normally comes out like, oh, I'm just a voice actor. Right. <laughs> We're like when apologetic. We, when we met LeVar Burton, remember, he was just kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, my daughter loves the shows you do. Oh, my God, can I get a picture? Like, he fanned out for us on behalf of his kid. And I was like, oh, I, know. I suppose we could take a picture. We all played sure. it very cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Here, uh, yeah. I think it was Colleen's husband, Patrick. It's like, here, you just go ahead and take pictures for all of us, just for LeVar. This is all for LeVar's daughter, though, who <laughs> She's great too. She yeah, is a yeah, cosplayer is. and pretty fantastic. Yeah, she's fucking amazing. Oh yeah. my god. Anyway, so we're gushing. Anyway, we're just, okay, okay. So we're you We're name go dropping. First. I'm sorry, you guys. We're name dropping. Now we're let's reminiscing. Talk about... We're having. We. Mi- I think we fucking miss conventions <laughs> I right do. now. We miss conventions. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. meet. I want to meet doctors. Doc. Do, <laughs> doc. Like the doctor. And I don't want to go to the, the doctor. It implies that I'm sick. I'm not sick. I don't want to be sick. I just want to go and meet a doctor. The doctor. Right. Other. Uh, All the doctors. Uh, the but doctor. that aren't doctors. But like the doctors, but not doctors. <laughs> Doctor, doctor. Uh, all right. Uh, our first submission comes from Edie. Yay! Edie says, "I hope I'm saying the name right. E A D I E. Edie. I would Is think Edie. Okay. I hope so. It's probably. It's. it's I'm probably like wrong Edith? though. Okay. That's just E though, not E A. Yeah. Yeah, Edie. Anyway, uh, so uh, Edie says, I know this is short, but I had this experience recently. I've been having experiences like these more often after finding your podcast. You're welcome. And we're sorry. (laughs) But thank you for bringing it back to us. Uh, I live in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia, and about three weeks after I found the podcast, I started to notice more paranormal activity around me when I was near old historical sites throughout the city. I just have to say this real quick. Mm. You say Hobart? 
I mean, I'm, I'm probably wrong. No, you're probably right about Australia. My, I have a lot of family from Hobart, Oklahoma, and that's how we say <laughs> Hobart. But that's probably a southern. I'm pretty thing. sure it's not pronounced Hobart in Australia, Hobart. but maybe Hobart. Uh, Hobart, 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 okay. Hobart, Hobart, Hobarton. I don't know. I just Australia, New Zealand. I think Hobarton. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, da, da, da. At the start, it was just small, unexplainable things, and I thought nothing of them. But on Monday, uh, on a Monday afternoon, something bigger happened. I was near Salamanca, the waterfront of my city, where the town was settled by the Europeans. I was walking down the main street, and up ahead of me, there was a man in what seemed to be clothing from around the early 18th century. Mm. You could have just been near a convention. Uh, but reading onward, that doesn't sound like the case. He was wearing an old gray jacket and a green faded waistcoat, long gray brownish pants, and fancy shoes that made a strange noise every time he took a long, slow stride. On top of his head lay a weird beige hat with thin green detailing to match the waistcoat. I mean, it sounds like a badass outfit, not going to lie. I, know. I uh, like his style. Right? It seemed weird that he, or whatever he was, was wearing the strange hat as the sky was gray and it was the middle of winter. No sun in sight for the small, snowy city. That's no excuse not to wear a hat. I mean, come on. There's no such thing as overdressing. It's just looking better than the other guy. Uh... I would make an excellent ghost. (laughs) This was one of the first things that seemed off. Then, as the man passed me, his head turned toward the ground, hiding his face from my sight. As I drew closer to the oncoming figure, I heard the unmistakable faint clip-clops of a horse trotting closely behind me. I quickly turned my head to see how near the horses were, but there was nothing to be seen. Only the stone path and the old sandstone buildings built by convicts. I was disappointed by the sight of no horses. I turned my head back, and just as fast as the man and the sound of the horses had been there, they had vanished completely, leaving me confused about where they had gone. Since then, I've uh, neither heard nor seen anything of the man in the weird hat or the sound of the horses. Sounds like you had a time slip. Like maybe you... Maybe you just, I mean, sometime, maybe you just walked through or you were sensitive to a little impression of something that just randomly happened on that road. Yeah. You know? Whoever, 200 years ago. Yeah. Who knows? Ooh, good story. That's a good story. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Imogen, we have next. Hello, Jamie and Michael. Over hello. the past. Hello. <laughs> Over the past few weeks, I've been practically inhaling your podcast. Love it. And I finally decided to send in my experience with the paranormal. Yay. Yay. That's what she said. So, yay. Yay. Yeah. Uh, I live in a smallish town a few miles from Brighton on the south coast of England, which just so happens to be the site where pirates and smugglers settled in the past, so I have my suspicions that this town is extremely haunted, but that has got nothing to do with anything. Wait, pirates? You mean like they stole anime? (laughs) No, it's okay, because reasons for theft are fine. Um, Moving on. Uh, And my house is in a complex built on top of an old abandoned hospital. I still live here, and I've noticed strange, strange things now more than ever. We're sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> My family was one of the first to move into the new housing complex. So for a good few months, I had a picture-perfect view of the semi-demolished hospital out of my bedroom window. Um, let's see. Wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, High-caliber nightmare material for my poor 10-year-old self. Mm -hmm. I then learned, through eavesdropping on the conversations between my parents and family friends, that the hospital was one half a maternity ward and the other half a nursing home slash hospital. And our house (laughs) was built where the nursing home once was. (laughs) What a combo. Welcome to the Cradle to the Grave Institute. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is what we like to call the beginning, and this is what we like to call the end. <laughs> we heard Our Lady of cutting out the middleman. Uh, <laughs> Our Lady of starts and ends. Uh, <laughs> starts and stops. Uh, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Okay. <laughs> right here. just <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Yeah. Okay. I can't really remember how old I was when I started to feel like there was some energy or presence in my house, but I think it was when the construction of the rest of the site settled a bit more, when I was about 13. For my whole childhood and, and teenage years, I always thought I was never alone in the house, even when I knew, physically, I was. My room is across the corridor from the living room, so not only did I hear my siblings blasting Pokemon at 7 in the morning on TV, but I also always thought I was crashing in on a communion space for people that didn't live in my house. The room feels fundamentally heavier and colder than the rest of the house. I've always kept my bedroom door closed for this reason. Still, I don't really like going into that space because I feel like the old people who used to live in the nursing home are meeting there. It's like spontaneously making a bad joke in the middle of a conversation and then experiencing the embarrassment of all heads turning towards you in confusion and discomfort. Sometimes when I'm alone at night, I turn on the TV for them so the feeling of unease and awkwardness subsides a bit. There are other things I don't do so as to not disturb these people as well, like keeping my head down if I have to pick something up from the room and keeping quiet in my bedroom, etc. What's more, sometimes when I get out of bed in the night, I can swear I see a hunched black figure standing just to the side of the doorway of the living room, like it's moving to take a seat. I also think that I have been even more vulnerable to these experiences as I have been suffering a lot over the past year or so with OCD. Mm. I think this is why I'm perceiving them as more unsettling than anything else, because I don't want to do anything to upset them. Thankfully, it's not all gloomy. I am also an art student, so I spend most of my time slouched at my desk, but I can always feel a presence behind me watching me work. So it's vivid sometimes. It's so vivid sometimes, I turn around and ask, do you need anything? as if my brother or sister were there, but there's no one there. When I am unsure about a piece I've made, I'll ask out loud, what do you think of this? And the response from the presence is almost immediate with something to say. I find supplies I definitely didn't put in there come in and out of the living room and my room on the regular, and sometimes a voice that says, Imogen, Emi, I am Y, I'm I, Emi, Imogen, Emi, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Creepy though. Through my headphones, conveniently right before someone asks for me in the house, almost so that I could hear them better. Or there'll be a cool presence behind me so I can turn my attention to someone calling me. It's nice to think there might be a gaggle of dead old ladies knitting away in my living room, (laughs) but also odd to think that there might be a gaggle of dead old ladies knitting away in my living room. (laughs) Oh God, this has gone on a bit long, but that's basically the experience I've had when living with such a with living in such a creepy place. Thanks for keeping me company during my long working hours and brightening my day in an otherwise dim time that I'm having, even if you do scare the shit out of me. Lots of love, Imogen. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Imogen. Appreciate that story. Good story. Woo. That's good. Man, yeah, on top of an old nursing home hospital. Nursing home, like 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 NICU or whatever that they're called. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. I wonder. I wonder what the experience is for people who... Their home was built over the, the NICUs, the the maternity ward, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. do they have a lot of, like, it seems at least the nursing home might be less traumatic. 
Yeah, there's maybe. spirits there versus spirits that would be in a maternity ward. Yeah, because babies, oh, poor babies. They're just like, yeah. there's everything. They're just, they're needy. They need, everything is the worst thing that's ever happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's Patreon time. It's Patreon time. <laughs> yes. It's when we talk to you about joining Patreon time. Chat time um, with ghouls. That's right. We're here to say, hey, thank you guys for your support. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a Patreon that we are using instead of commercials. This is our commercial yes. uh, for the Patreon. Uh, so Look at that. More for the price. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash ghoul intentions. Mm -hmm. uh, we have several different tiers at the, I believe, $8 and up tiers. We have a Discord yeah. mm -hmm. um, and we have chats every month with our Discord the coming month of August. Yes, we're we going to be have doing two, our... and we're, we've moved it uh, to we've make it, it to make the time a little more agreeable with our friends overseas. So yes. uh, in August, we're going to do it on uh, the first chat on the fifteenth at noon. And that will be uh, at Central noon. Standard, and that will time. be for everybody, right? Yes, that's for everybody. Right? Yeah, in the, on the Discord. On the Discord, and that's noon uh, Central Standard Time, uh, U.S. time, and the 29th will be. Uh, same thing, noon, uh, Central Standard Time, and that one is for the patrons. The Phantasm The Phantasm Tears, Yeah, the, the, yes. dis, the first, the 15th is for the all Discord all members. And the, <laughs> it's the all yeah. And then the 29th is for Phantasm specifically. Uh, so thank you guys. Um, join the Patreon. It is a lot of fun if you're on the Discord. It's a really great community. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's so There's a cool. whole group playing Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. They design the teas, um, and it, we just have a really good time over there. Yeah. But also, anything is appreciated. Uh, we Very pay much. our engineer for, for the podcast. Matt, so who is awesome! Yeah, yeah. And so, in lieu of commercials, we just are asking you guys to support us on Patreon. Um, tears start at a dollar and go up. So anything, yeah. anything is appreciated. You guys are the best. And on to the next. Yes, join us for the spoopy fun. All right, so this next uh, submission comes from Jeanette. Hi, guys. This Hello. Uh, this sadly isn't a spooky story, but I'm hoping it will be interesting or at least heartwarming nonetheless. My fiancé and I are moving into his elderly grandmother's house, not far from where we currently live with his parents. His grandmother's house has been un unlived in uh, for the past three years since Nana's health issues, dementia and diabetes, required us to move her in with us. The house requires a lot of renovation work, and we've been moving all the belongings out of the house. Well, that'll do it. Um, it may help to explain that my fiancé is Native American, Seminole Nation, and does his best to follow the tribal traditions, including how connected he is with spirits. Oh, I get it. My, my best friend in high school was very connected to to her Mojave heritage that way, and it was it was really cool, but man, it was freaky sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, there's spirits right there. Hey, hello, spirit. Um, <laughs> whoopsie. All whoopsies, the ghosts. Yeah, whoopsies. It's more like whoopsies, person. That's what the ghosts would say to us. That's how outnumbered yeah. we were. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, as we have been steadily working to empty the house before demolition work begins, Cam, my fiance, has been getting flashes of emotion and images, and I felt a very friendly but very curious presence watching me 
whenever I'm there. I'm thinking that the presence is his grandfather, who passed away before I ever met Cam. That perhaps he's trying to figure out who I am, which is why I had Cam do his best to talk to the House of Spirits to explain me to them. <laughs> I love this couple's I like that. argument. Just let them know. Just let Just them let know them. who you that I'm fine. Tell, There's you need not a to problem. tell your ancestors who I am. <laughs> you could like do me it's a solid. It's really awkward right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that the spirits will understand that we're only needing to do all this work to make the house more habitable. Uh, they sound friendly yeah. enough. They just sound like yeah. they're curious of what you're doing. Like they, there hasn't been much activity in the house, like human wise or like living wise, for three years. So they're probably just stirred up by, by you know, the the company. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what's happening. Funny. Just interested, right? Also, when you start doing renovations, stir stuff up. You know, that's it's like it's just like it's like kicking up dust. <laughs> it's right. Like, yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm. Next, we have another message from Vladimir. Volodya. As we know, Vladimir is the one who doesn't necessarily believe, yet he can't stop having things happen to him. All right. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I just think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Quote, <laughs> how's that skepticism working out for you? Apparently, I asked that to him. You did. He said, not well, Jamie, not well at all. <laughs> I still don't jump to it's a ghost, but I don't shrug it off as much. Still have to give the classic Jack. That's weird, though. <laughs> Everyone knows my Jack also has things happen to him and his reaction to everything besides naming Wendy. But now he's like, it's Wendy. Oh, look, it's Wendy. Wendy. And or he'll be like, oh, that's, that's weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So it's small and probably not worth mentioning, but I'm going to send it anyway. I'm on a, I'm at work on a break. So I go into our linen room and sit at the table. The only light coming from the hallway because I like sitting in the dark. Someone doesn't have the kind of anxiety that I do. Man, after All my right. own heart, I love sitting in the dark. <laughs> there was a note laying on the table, so I slid the top part under a binder. And even though I was staring in its direction, for 13 minutes, I forgot it existed. That was until the bottom flipped up and slammed against the table, creating a loud thud. My first thought was it was a bug that had fallen from the ceiling, which got me on my feet. I'd rather deal with a ghost with a huge-ass flying cockroaches that the kind we have at work. <laughs> Nothing moved after. I know, we know, I know those bugs. Oof. Oh, We're yeah. Texas cockroaches. Oh, my God. Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas. Especially <laughs> the cockroaches. God, they're so huge and nasty, and I hate them. And they hiss. I hate them and so they much. fly. And depending upon where you live, they'll be in, like, the water system. So you have to Ugh. close your drains and everything, or they will crawl up your drains. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, that's terrifying. So anyway, Vla Vladimir, I understand. Uh, nothing moved after, so I investigated. No bug, thank God. And even if it was, why would the paper fly up? I tried recreating the sound, but I couldn't. And I couldn't figure out why the paper even flipped up. No fans were on, and I wasn't even near it to have moved it. As I tried to leave the room, because my brain convinced me, nah, man, there's some fucked up big, something fucked up big. So, oh, yeah, let me say that again. <laughs> nah, man, there's something fucked up big in here. I heard the door <laughs> creaking as if someone was shutting it, but it was visibly wide open and not moving. Again, most likely not worth telling. Not true. I mean, but it just I thought happened. it was worth our while. <laughs> yeah. But it just happened and was the first thing in a while to happen. For whatever reason, when I submit a story, that activity stops and goes to someone else, which I'll also be pissed about. So I wanted to write it down. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you'll you lovely lovely people will have a wonderful day. Also, feel free to send Wendy my way for a visit when you want to break off. Uh, when you want a break of her hauntings. <laughs> Wendy, go for it, girl. Yeah, Wendy, Whether go. Whether you're a cat or not. Go, uh. 
go test uh, Vladimir's skepticism. Just, just, yeah. just, you know, poke and prod a little bit. You know? Meow at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that was you, I don't even know. We don't know if the meow was in my booth or your booth. I mean, I don't know. It's a brave Why ghost out of the way because we both have dogs. Yeah. But, um, yep. Well, oh, thank you. I'm just now. I'm. I'm just pining for Doctor Who. I'm going to go watch more <laughs> tonight. It. I'm going to go <laughs> chill out for a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you. Keep sending in those stories. Send in those stories. Yes. Uh, ghoulintentions.com. Uh, submit your stories. It's at the top of the menu. Um, Patreon. Although you've already heard about the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we have t-shirts available on yes. ghoulintentions.com. They're the same ones. But for those new listeners that don't know, we do have some ghoul intentions. They're really, really Bitches fabulous. in white and a ghoul intentions t-shirt. So yes. uh, check that out. And until next time, stay safe. Stay sane. And remember, it's it's okay okay to sleep with with the lights lights on. on.